All right, welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you on Friday, December 8th. This is my game preview for Rutgers Seton Hall. Huge game for both teams. Both teams come in uh, five and three. No notable wins between the two programs. Uh, three high major losses for Seton Hall. A blowout loss at number six Baylor on Tuesday. They've also lost on neutral courts to USC and Iowa. Rutgers, as we know, uh, blowout loss at Wake Forest on Wednesday, blowout loss at home against Illinois last Saturday, and then that season opening loss to Princeton. So lots to prove for both sides. Should be a hostile environment at the Rock in Newark. And it's a uh, it's it's a big will game. It's a big gut check game. It's, it's a statement opportunity for both teams uh, where they're both kind of a crossroads this season. Um, they're built a little bit differently. I think uh, some keys for Rutgers just in terms of Seton Hall, let's go through Seton Hall personnel first. Kadari Richmond, you know, veteran guard, uh, has really hurt Rutgers the last two years. The key for him is just keeping him in front of you and keeping him out of the lane. If he can penetrate at will, Rutgers is going to be in trouble, I think. Um, he has uh, the ability to not only finish, but also uh, find open teammates. Um, you know, they have uh, a big center in uh, Bediaco, who is um, also a really good offensive rebounder. But, um, you know, they have uh, Alamir Dawes has really struggled against high major competition, uh, shooting the ball, but he can get hot. And he's a New Jersey guy, you know, from Newark. Uh, Rutgers have recruited him. He, he played for uh, Clemson. When Rutgers play them and beat them in the NCAA tournament. So he's a veteran guard. If he gets hot, that's trouble. So look for kickouts from Richmond to him. Uh, Richmond just is kind of, you know, as their offense goes uh, in terms of if Richmond can can uh, get downhill and uh, be be a problem uh, in the half court, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big issue for the Rutgers defense. Can they can they close off driving lanes? Uh, can they force jump shots from Seton Hall? Raises the question, will Rutgers play his own? Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Seton Hall has some size out there. You know, Richmond 6'6". Uh, Coleman, uh, Isaiah Coleman's a freshman off the bench. It's kind of an X factor. I think he could be a spark plug for them. He's 6'5". Dre Davis has, I think, been their most consistent player. He's 6'6". He's played really well in all three high major games. He scored double digits. Uh, at least in, in every game, but two. Um, and, uh, you know, the wings, uh, guards definitely bigger than Rutgers. You have Noah Fernandes at 5'11, uh, Jermichael Davis 6'1, Simpson 6'2. Uh, I think Austin Williams, if, you, if you're gonna go man to man, I think Austin Williams on Kadari Richmond is a matchup to watch for. Uh, I think that Williams, you know, has the size and uh, has proven that he can, uh, you know, be a good defender for them. So, but it's, it does he have the quickness to keep Richmond in front of him? I think that's the big question there. Um, you know, Bediaco inside against Omori is going to be uh, obviously a key matchup. Uh, Bediaco is ninth in the country in offensive rebounding rate. Uh, and he is uh, one of the best blockers in the country, 77th, but Cliff is sixth. Cliff has the sixth best block rate in the country right now in terms of defensive block rate. So, match that matchup inside is going to be fascinating to watch you know who who gets in foul trouble first how are they going to call this game if either of them get fouls called early that's going to be a sign you know the refs might want to try to get out in front of it 
and try to slow things down because I, I think it's gonna be listen. It, both teams are gonna have to play with desperation. It's gonna be a chippy game. It could be a real classic in this matchup. Twenty-two of the last twenty-eight have been decided by six points or less. We know about last year it was just an absolute slugfest in the forties. Um, you know, uh, where offenses went to die. And uh, I think that was efficiency-wise the worst offensive performance of the season for Rutgers. But uh, this is going to be, you know, everybody's everybody in this court's got to leave everything out there. You know, can Rutgers win some loose balls? Uh, can can they want it more? You know, can they play with an urgency and an energy that is appropriate for their situation and for this game? I think that's a big question. I think um, it's been fair to wonder and kind of see that, you know. They haven't, they haven't shown the grit necessary to win these games against high major teams. Um, just in terms of uh, Rutgers, how they approach things offensively, I think uh, Seat Hall has not been uh, great against high majors in terms of the three ball. Uh, Rutgers going to have some opportunities. I think the, the key with Rutgers is that they, they, the ball's been sticking. They haven't shared the basketball and they've been caught up in hero ball. I saw one-on-one, you know, it's one thing to penetrate and, and kick out and find open looks for your teammates. It's another to kind of get sucked in. Um, you know, Rutgers isn't finishing at the rim. So that's been a problem. Uh, what are they shooting at the rim? It's uh, yeah, two point, uh, they're 300 nationally shooting 45.5%. Um, just 30.6 from three point range, 262nd. Seam Hall is kind of average. Uh, in, de- in defending both, um, but you know, and they 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 don't turn you over a ton. Uh, but that's the other thing in terms of offense. I mean, Rutgers always best when they they get offense from their defense. And Seton Hall is only averaging ten turnovers a game in terms of their uh, turnover rate. Uh, yeah, it's 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 about average. Uh, so how they handle the press, how much Rutgers utilizes it. Um, you know, they can't get beat off the dribbled by Richmond, uh, you know, the full court press because they give up some really easy baskets that way. So I doubt they're going to put a big guy up front like Wolf or, or you know, listen, mag plays or not, we don't know. Um, so it's going to be guard pressure, ball pressure up front. I think Jermichael Davis has a chance and I think he should play more. You know, I, I, I if, if Pico really wants to shake up the starting lineup, I think you start Davis um, either over Fernandes or Simpson. I think, you know, the last uh, – I tweeted this yesterday. He has 10 assists and zero turnovers in his last three games. Uh, he has uh, one of the best steal rates in the in the uh, country. Uh, he's up there. And uh, also, just in terms of, you know, a lot of his assists haven't necessarily been drives to the basket, but he's been moving the ball around the perimeter. And, you know, Noah has been good at that as well. And – they need ball reverses in this game. They need to make Seton Hall work on the defensive end. They can't just get caught up in taking, you know, first guy that gets the ball off the pass, looks to score and takes a shot. They have to be um, more more uh, methodical uh, in how they approach things. I think, you know, is Seton Hall going to go zone? That's very possible. I can see that. Uh, you know, who's going to who's gonna post up in, in, the, in the paint at the top of the key and try to be the passer that can, you know, move the ball around? Uh, that could be an opportunity for Wolf uh, in this game. Uh, they're going to need leadership on the court. Uh, you know, it comes from Hyatt, but you know, the, 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 their their dogs have to be dogs. You know, like Cliff, it's not his style, right, to show a ton of emotion. 
but it's gonna be very interesting in this game. Like this is a game if, if Cliff if Cliff shows emotion, right? I think that could have a big impact on his team because they know it's it's rare. But something's gotta happen. Someone's gotta do something to get them going. You know, can Gavin Griffiths rebound from a poor shooting night the other night? And, and you know, he's gonna get open looks, I think. Uh, I think he's the X factor for Rutgers in this game. If they can get his confidence up, if they can get him a couple open looks and he can knock him down early, that would be a huge sign for Rutgers. I mean, they, they need points. Points are going to be a premium in this game. They need to hit some shots. And if Rutgers can hit some shots early, their confidence is going to grow. I think their, their, their team confidence has been low. You know, I, I don't think, you know, this team isn't trying or isn't, you know, playing hard per se, but they're they're lacking confidence and it's showing in how they're carrying themselves on the floor and the intensity level that they have on the defensive end and that's that's a problem that's a problem so you know defensive rebounding has been a huge issue for Rutgers uh Seton Hall is very good off on the offensive glass or 33rd nationally uh did I say uh Bediaco he's, he's uh ninth in the country with offensive rebounding rate as a team to 33rd so you know, if Rutgers does want to run in this game and transition, you can't just do it off of turnovers. Uh, you, you need defensive rebounds. You need to get out and run. And can Rutgers rebound? That's the problem with the zone is that, you know, yes, maybe it makes sense to go zone here and there uh, to try to force some jumpers from Seton Hall, but it's also harder to rebound in the zone. So I can't see Peichel, you know, going with his own too much. But I do think it's time to mix it up a little bit. Maybe, you know, throw it out you know, seven minutes into the game and get, give give Seton Hall something to, to think about, uh, have to prepare for. Um, but defensive rebounding, getting out on the break, that would be huge. I, I think that they're the better team in transition. Um, I think Seton Hall can, you know, can they get them on their heels a little bit? Can they get them into some silly fouls? Uh, that's going to be, you know, a, a key for sure. Um I think that uh, in terms of how they start, it's always important, but Rutgers cannot, it's not necessarily that they have to start fast, but they can't start themselves in a hole. They've been just starting so slow in these games. You can't dig yourself into a double digit hole in the first 10 minutes of the game. It's gonna be a hostile environment, you know, uh, as uh, credit scene hall, you know, fans, even though they're not opening the upper bowl, it is considered a sellout. Um, it's going to be it's going to be wild. You know, I, I think they allotted less Rutgers tickets because Rutgers allotted less Seton Hall tickets last year. Whatever, it's it's going to be rocking, and both teams really need to win. So how Rutgers uh, handles that environment, their poise. You know, they have lacked confidence when they've started slow, and that can't happen on Saturday or they get blown out. So this. Frankly, I know coaches hate this. You know, Kevin Willard, when he was coach Seton Hall, he said he hated it. I think Pykel has embraced it a lot more. I know that Shaheen Holloway embraces it as a former Seton Hall player, New Jersey guy, but this game does mean more. It, it, it does in the sense of, especially the stage in which both teams are in. You know, the, the old adage with this game is that you throw the records out the, records out the window. It doesn't matter. It's such a great rivalry game. But... I think the records bring more to this game because of both team situations. Both, whichever team loses this game is certainly in jeopardy and is not close to position for making the postseason. The team that wins this game is going to be six and three, you know, has some losses. Neither will have bad losses on the resume. 
uh, and they'll finally get a you know a, a legit win in terms of uh, you know a quad two, a high major win. So the up and down of the winner loser scenario is pretty extreme in this game, and I think that that brings more intrigue and and I don't know if you want to say it makes it more exciting, but it's going to make it more stressful. That's for sure. And uh, you know, as a Rutgers fan, I mean, it's been disappointing the last two games. You know, I've, I've tried to explain expectations just in terms of, you know, where Rutgers is. This is a game, this is kind of a, a show us game, right? Show us what you're made of. You know, win or lose, we want to see Rutgers just literally, you know, bleed out there in the court. And I don't mean literally, but, you know, in terms of their effort, in terms of their determination, in terms of their intensity, you want to see them, you know, to the max in this game. Whether that results in a win, uh, you know, of course that's that's crucial to all this. But if they lay an egg, if they come out and get blown out, that would be as disheartening of a loss as they've had and would really raise major red flags for the rest of the season. If you can't get up for this game, uh, that's a problem. Now, that being said, I have faith that they will. I think, you know, Michael having that extended uh, post-game locker room uh, conversation shows that he has the urgency and, and, and understands the moment and, and the, the kind of crossroads that this team is in. And, you know, last year they lost that, that, that awful game at Ohio State with a terrible call. Two years ago, they beat Purdue when they were number one at the rack on Ron's buzzer beater. So emotional high, emotional low the last two years and they lost both of those next games against Seton Hall. Uh, they haven't won in, in Newark uh, in 10 years. Um, they've lost the last two. Pike was two and four against Seton Hall. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line and Rutgers has to take the fight to Seton Hall. That's what you have to hope for. Uh, you really want to see this team play with guts and, um, and again, it's not that they haven't been playing hard, but it's just the the intensity level, the confidence, uh, the energy, the communication with each other. Um, you know, it's got to be ramped up. It's got to be ramped up. And this, if there's ever a game that you want to see them rise to that occasion, it's this game. And, and for me, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, of course, we want to win, but uh, we want to see them get off the mat in every way in terms of how they're playing the game. And if they can do that, that could lead to some good things. Obviously, you have to make baskets. Obviously, you have to make free throws. Seton Hall, by the way, shooting 80% as a team. Nobody's shooting under 70%. Even Betty is at 70. So uh, the one thing is Seton Hall does not get to the line a lot. So And Rutgers has been pretty good about not letting teams get to the line a lot. So that's a key as well. You know, home whistle, whatever. You know, listen, Seton Hall is going to get some calls. That's fine. Rutgers has to be able to overcome that adversity. And they've been good at getting to the line, but not converting. They're only shooting 65%. So free throw line is certainly a big variable in this game. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be stressful. It's, uh, you know, it's it's always, it's Rutgers seat and hall. You know, everything's on the table. And uh, it, it just means more. You know, and if you say it doesn't mean more, you're lying. And, you know, seat and hall fans, you know, they, they love to get honest. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I, I already get some chirping uh, from this video. But, 
listen, I, I, I really liked Holloway as a coach. Zine Hall is a tough team. Rutgers has to match and exceed that toughness. They haven't shown that. And they need to do that on Saturday night to win in a hostile environment in a game where their season very much, you know, you don't want to say on the brink because it's not on the brink, but it's it's a big game. It's a game they need. They really need this game because if you win this game and then you have LIU and then you have a neutral court, you're back on this court in two weeks against Mississippi State and they haven't looked great and they're not a high-powered offense. If you can, if you can win those games – Finish the year. I mean, that's they're in, they're in a fine position going into the new year. So, you know, as uh, as uh, one of my favorite movies, Big Lebowski. You know, nothing is F tier, dude. Nothing is F tier yet. Yes, it's been concerning, but Rutgers still has plenty of opportunities, and Saturday is a huge opportunity for them to prove to everyone this team can play. And they have to play together. They have to be more connected on the court. They're not connected on the court. Both ends of the floor, defensively and on the offensive end. They have to share the basketball. They have to, you know, make proper rotations defensively. Uh, they, they, they need, they can't sell out, you know, defensively. They, they, they can't be over aggressive. They have to maintain their poise. Uh, and, and the leaders have to lead. The, 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 the best players on this team have to, have to step up. Um, you know, and I think this is a game that Pike with the rotations, whatever, he's got to throw it out the window. Like, he's got to find the, the, the lineups that's working, and he's got to run with it. And I think he's got a chance to play a bigger lineup uh, in this game, uh, which could cause problems. Uh, but we'll see. But he's got to – you know, whatever combination he, he finds, he's got, to, he's got to run with it. You know, if, if – listen, if, if uh, you know, if Austin Williams is the only guy that can defend Richmond, he's got to play 30 minutes. If, um, you know, if, uh, if Jermichael Davis is distributing the basketball, he's not forcing a shot and he's getting steals, he's got to play 25, 30 minutes. So we'll see what happens. I trust Michael to, you know, it's going to be a big coaching battle against Holloway. And, uh, you know, it's everyone has a chance to prove something in this game. Let's hope Rutgers comes out on top. I'm optimistic they will. Thank you for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful once again.